0: Good afternoon, Bav. How you doing?
1: I'm doing
0: bloody great, mate. Good, good. Nice, nice to hear back from you. Yeah, obviously um, your team has won the FA Cup. So, elaborate our listeners and how you feel? Well, it's, it's good to win a trophy.
1: Um, I think if you beat Man City and Chelsea, you're probably deserving of being champions. Um, the game went in our favour. Uh, we had a bit of a patchy spell mid-first half. I think the first 20-25 minutes we dominated, then they dominated in turn. And then you could more or less say the same about the second half. Honestly, we did get lucky with the Pulisic injury. And I think Asper Lekweta being taken off, which was also an injury, benefited us. And uh, the man on the moment, Abamiang, got the business done.
0: What a player, what a player. I think you're a bit critical of your team because having watched the game, and I watched it live as well, um, I felt yeah. The first fifteen minutes, it was Chelsea, and then after that, you guys miraculously, you guys got it together, and you pretty much bossed the second, uh, the first half till the end. If you had five more minutes yeah, you probably been a, you would have scored another goal because it looked every time you went forward, you looked dangerous. Um, you obviously said th- about the fact that yeah, you were a bit lucky with the Pulisic injury and Azpilicueta injury as well. Yeah, those were, you know, defining factors, no doubt about it. But having said that, I think you guys played a really good game, to be honest. I think you deserved it, if I'm honest with you. With those injuries, yeah, it could have been a bit more tighter, but, you know, I think you guys, just you you would have won it anyway. And I think Arteta, he had his tactics on point.
1: Yeah, it seems like we're a cup team, so... Hopefully, you can get the mentality through for next season that, you know, in the Premier League, it's 38 cup games. And if that mentality works, then great. And if it doesn't, I guess, you know, we'll find out with time. But it's looking good. Uh, Hopefully, like I said, hopefully we can maintain this and, you know, move on to slightly better things.
0: Well, I mean, the key thing is now um, the board backing him. You know, he needs to get, you know, he needs backing big time. Um, the pundits have been talking about this on the radio and on TV as well. Uh, Arteta showed them that he can win trophies. He's done it now. Yeah, He's won a trophy. So now they need to back him up, give him some players that he needs. Um, it's all well and good having these youngsters. It's great. Lovely having the youngsters. But they need experienced heads as well. And they need some winners yeah. in the team. Um, without the winners and the experienced heads... And it's obviously very important for them. And I think it's pretty much evident to see that Obama Yang is who he's looking to build a team around. So if he's going to be doing that, he needs to definitely keep Obama Yang first of all. And secondly, need to build maybe the defence. Goalkeeper, what's happening with that situation? That's another thing that they need to iron out. Um, and obviously, the Aubameyang situation is the main key question I want to ask you, Bab. Is he staying? Or is he going? He's
1: staying, yeah. He's staying. It's just a case of them showing him that there's these two or three players they're trying to acquire this summer and should those transfers happen, I don't see no reason why he wouldn't sign on the dotted line. For me, he's staying. He he loves London. He clearly is in love with all his teammates and I find it hard to believe that it would be a facade where he would just more or less played the game and said, yeah, I'm happy here, happy there. I mean, you know, London is a great city to live in and his options to potentially move aren't as fast as it may have been six months or a year ago. Barca can't afford him. Barca can't afford anyone. I don't really want to talk about Barca right now, but that's the reality of the situation. PSG don't need him. Juventus could be a fit for him, but Juventus, knowing Juventus, they're just going to raid someone in Serie A and probably get... You know, my guy Chiro Umobli and stuff all that. But I think Aubameyang is going to sign. And there's talk of this uh, defender from Sevilla, Diego Carlos. He's Brazilian. Um, again, not really proven. I would rather go for someone like Milan Skinaria from Inter or even Koulibaly from Napoli. Napoli finished seventh. They're not even going to qualify for Europe. And what? it's going to be an interesting summer because you ask any of the top teams, they all want defenders.
0: Yeah, they all want defenders. I mean, even and,
1: as... and, the, and the tide has turned a little, right? If you think, back in the day, well, not even back in the day, even recently, every team, they want a striker every season. You know, if if you've got Gonzalo Higuain, don't find the next best thing to back him up.
0: Yeah. No. But the
1: dynamics now are all about, oh, can we get a premium centre-back? And as you know, there aren't too many on the market.
0: I mean, I think, you know, we've got to look at what Liverpool did, you know, a couple of seasons ago where they made... Yeah, and, that, me, and that's the blueprint. That was the blueprint, and everyone saw that. If look, this is how quickly you can change t- change a team. I think what, what were we fourth or fifth or something like that to come to like second, yeah. losing by a point and then winning it like with a landslide, like points, yeah. you know, difference. I mean, and
1: it, and even for me, my eyebrows were a little raised when they basically spent what seventy eight million on the goalkeeper Allison and then the rest on Van Dijk. And look at it now; it's it's truly paid off for you guys.
0: I mean, I think that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. I mean, we've we've spoken about this before. But um, Alex Ferguson used to do it all the time. He used to just change one or two yeah. players, and that was it. I mean, there was one season, I think twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. I can't remember now, where he he signed Van Persie, and he won the league. You know, and it was yeah. just literally that one person that won him the league. I know you probably still pains you to talk about that one, but yeah, the reality is those are yeah. the kind of differences you can make. I mean. For you guys, it could be a massive thing by keeping obamian yeah? That could be the difference between you coming seventh or eighth, or coming fourth. That's you know reality of the situation right now. Is that's where you're at. You're not challenging for the league title. Yeah, you're. No,
1: we're team. not challenging for the league title, and, and honestly, we're not even a top four team. I think you know we finished eighth this season. Fifth or
0: sixth is the reality for us. Yeah. Anything else, and then, the and then and then good thing is, going, yeah, you can be in the Europa League, but if
1: you're not aiming to win it, we lost Olympiakos this season. Come on, man, that's Olympiakos is, yeah, they're a Greek superpower, but they're nothing really when it comes to the top 20 30 clubs in Europe.
0: No, I mean, but having said that, I mean, Arsenal just don't have the players at the moment, and so even the Olympiakos is gonna be a difficult difficult task, let's be honest. I mean. You know, you guys struggled with teams like Burnley or things like that. I mean, that's just the reality of yeah. where Arsenal were. And no disrespect to Arsenal, because I think it's not... you were le- Your club, uh, Arsenal football team, was left in a situation where it was a matter of, you know, rebuilding. And you're lucky to have Arteta coming into your club. Because he could have easily just sat back and said, No, I'm alright, at Man City, I'm going to win the league or whatever it was that... It, well, he wasn't going to win the league, but you know, going challenging for other titles but he chose to go to Arsenal because I think he kind of felt like, you know, he could make a difference and he's obviously proving to be the the case that he can make a difference and now it's onwards and upwards for you guys and I think the one big thing that you guys need is a holding midfielder and a second is a centre-back. Yeah, I'll
1: probably probably put it the other way around, saying centre-back first, then holding midfielder. Because we've still got, you know, uh, Torreira and Guendouzi. And I'm not really convinced with any of them, to be honest, but they're a better fill-in. And actually, we've got Elneny to come back. So I think Elneny and Shaka can hold it down. Because the reality is, to get a holding midfielder of quality is going to be challenging anyway. The priority is, while these defenders are available and while you know, valuations have taken a hit because of COVID, this is the right time to go and buy these players. Oh. Because let's be Let's be realistic. We may find one of these defenders, but in three, four, five years, when their value potentially skyrockets if they have good seasons and win things, the bigger teams may come in, and we may have an offer that we can't refuse. And that's just Arsenal in a nutshell. We are a selling club, and facts are facts.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I, I agree with that situation. I mean, but one thing I will say is your goalkeeper. Um, I I think he's better than Bird Leno uh, Martinez. Eh? What's his first name? Emi? Emmy or something like that? Emilio. Emilio, they call him Emmy. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was amazing. Again, you know, the last few times that I've watched him and I've, you know, thanks to you, I, I tend to watch Arsenal quite closely now as well. And, um, one of the things I noticed is he's quite confident on the ball. He's not as scared to go up and, you know, grab the ball, you know, when someone's trying to header it. You know, some goalkeepers might just like stand back and just stay on the goal line. He's not afraid to come out. I mean, yeah, we nearly saw him... Um, handballed the ball outside the box but that was cool. yeah that, that, was, that,
1: that was a close one that had me worried for a second
0: it had me well it didn't have me worried but you know i thought whoa is that out but um i think he just about managed to get keep that you know keep it in or whatever it was his body was out but the ball was in so that's yeah. that's what matters that's what matters yeah so yeah no but i think goalkeeper i think he should get a run
1: why not? I think so. I mean, honestly, we, we have two decent goalkeepers. Could we get a great better, better goalkeeper? I think most teams could, right? But the reality is the centre backs, we need two centre backs, maybe even three. And we, yeah, we've got William Saliba, and he's a young kid, let's not forget. And we fought him based on his potential. And you can't keep buying players based on potential. And that's typically what Arsenal have done, right? Plucked yeah. out all these players. And the reality is maybe one in five works out. Yeah gets in the team
0: and actually performs no you're right I mean but the thing what I would say um, just just looking at the situation of your goalkeeper sorry I'll keep bringing a goalkeeper because actually goalkeepers are very important as Liverpool have shown and even Manchester City to a certain degree has shown that you know having a strong goalkeeper makes a massive difference because they had really Cavalero and look at look at Chelsea. They've got a very bad goalkeeping situation where they've got Kepa, who they paid untold amount of money for, and then they've got yeah. Cavalera, and they haven't really got any. They, those two, I don't class them as top, top level goalkeepers. If yeah, they're like, not. And then they're buying all these top players, like, you know, they're looking to buy Kai Havertz now, and they've already got Timo Werner, and I think there's a few others on the list as well. Um, and if they're doing all that, but they're not sorting at the back. That's still a problem, and I don't think their defense is really quite there yet either. Aspeluqueta is getting on, and he's the club captain. I don't think he's got many seasons left in him. So yeah. have they thought? Even like even,
1: that? even Chelsea may have to buy a couple of central defenders.
0: Yeah, they do. They definitely need a couple of central defenders. They even need fullbacks, if I'm honest with you,
1: because yeah. I'm not really. And what's it going to come down to? You're a selling club, right? You've got a bid from Arsenal. You've got a bid from Chelsea. Chelsea's going to overpay 20% to get that player. Yeah. So then Arsenal goes back to square one again.
0: That's the problem. And that's what Chelsea did over the years, didn't they? Because they always used to outbid. I mean, I remember Liverpool trying to buy Salah the first time around. And we we went out. But we got outbidded by Chelsea only because they just wanted to be, you know, spiteful and just keep him on the bench. What happened? They let him go. And then we got him eventually. But it took us two seasons to get him. Yeah. And that's what they do. And I think... That's where the financial fair play needs to come in play and say, "Listen, can't be doing that anymore." But that's another story, anyway. Um, but regardless, I, I think you guys, you know, well deserve to win the FA Cup. I think you are, I will say, an FA Cup team at the moment. Let's just yeah. be honest. You specialists and record holders, and You've four
1: FA Cups in what six seasons? It's not bad. It's not bad. I'd, at rather. I'd rather have four opportunities to play in the Champions League out of six seasons but I think it's hard right because the Premier League is actually very very competitive compared to many other leagues now where you know you've got a couple of teams that are fighting for the championship and then 6-7 teams for the Champions League spots potentially
0: well exactly I mean but you know if you ask a lot of players at the end of their careers would they have like you know the likes of Steven Gerrard didn't ever get to win the Premier League would he have like yeah. might, would he have like, to have a few more FA Cups in his name, he probably would have. Let's be honest. Yeah. Trophies do add up, you know, because if it shows how many medals you won, you might say eight, nine major trophies, two, three, four, five, or whatever it is that he's won. It's a massive difference, and I think some of your players, um, especially people at Yang, you just keep a little bit of check that, like, yeah, we've we'll won a trophy, we can go on and win it again, not a problem, or yeah. we have other trophies. If you are... And then
1: Going back to Aubameyang, you know, the last three seasons, he's averaged 30 goals.
0: Yeah.
1: And to replace Yang in this current day's market, forget COVID. You take COVID out of the equation, to replace a goal scorer of his quality, you're probably looking at like 150 million pounds, euros, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, that that is the reality is. It's going to cost you a lot of money to replace him. So even if you sell him for, say, 70, 80 million or whatever it is that you could get for him, you might get yeah. it. Might. I don't think we'd get that much. but you won't get
1: that Let's much. say, I think realistically, 50 million is about right.
0: Is it worth selling him for 50 million?
1: Absolutely not, because they're talking about 250k a week, right? So 250k a week is a million pound a month, 12 million a year. Get him on a three-year deal, 36 million. Even you can't even buy a striker for thirty six million these days. Even if you wanted to buy, let's say a championship level striker, you're probably looking at that sort of number.
0: I'm just going to say something. I'm just going to say something to you right now. Say, I, I highly rate Aubameyang, yeah? and I would love him to be a Liverpool player. If I'm honest with you, and yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> you know, and let's be honest, yeah. If if Liverpool came out for him, he might even go because he's had a relationship with Klopp. But it's yeah. not going to be the case. because Liverpool ain't going to get rid of any of the front free anyway. But I would love him to be at Liverpool, and if Arsenal's got him, they should just break the bank and just keep him. Yeah. Because I would regard him as one of the top strike. I would say he's probably in the top seven strikers in the world. That's just okay. So,
1: so, who's above him right now? Let's let's hear your list. Mate, yeah,
0: you're gonna, you're gonna question me on that now that's going to be I'll still um, say the likes like, of so obviously uh, you know you've got the likes of the PSG strikers like Mbappe and them guys are ahead of him and you've got Suarez I'll still say yeah. so hold on
1: hold on, hold on. let's let, circle back okay Mbappe for sure Neymar yeah but not, Icardi's not better than Icardi
0: I didn't say Icardi though <laughs> but you said you said the PSG guys no no not the PSG uh, yeah probably not Icardi Actually, I don't know, you know. I like it, Icardia. But yeah, no, maybe not, right? And then you got, I think Salah's ahead of him. Um, uh, just about. I think Salah's just about ahead of him. And no,
1: Raz, we're, we're talking about straight number nines here. We're not talking about Salah and Mane, the, the forward wingers. We're not talking about that. We're talking about straight up number nine. Goal scorers, poachers in the box. Aubameyang scored half his goals playing on the left this season. If he played up front, he'd probably have 15 more goals. Lewandowski. Yeah, Lewandowski, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Lewandowski.
0: Um, Suarez. Mbappe, I think. Hope? Huh? I would say Suarez all day long. Suarez, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's not many after that, to be honest. Uh, Sergio Aguero. Aguero.
1: Harry Kane, and that's yeah, about see, it. For thing
0: me. Is you said Aguero. I, I, don't, I don't... You know, the thing is, Aubameyang. Imagine him playing in that team Man City team with the balls that he gets
1: be ridiculous man probably 50
0: goals goals. it'll be those sort of figures right so you know Aguero he does miss a lot of chances I know he's a great goal scorer but he's a great goal scorer in a great team right and he did do really well in Atletico I'll give him that but you know in the world stage he has lacked yeah
1: And even going back to Aubameyang, even when he was at Dortmund, he scored, I think, 41 goals in one season, 39 in another. So, okay, maybe it was some of the Mickey Mouse competitions in Germany. But regardless, the numbers don't lie.
0: No. And you know that second goal, the way he finished that, just showed exactly the class of the player. I mean, the way he just, you know, he had it on his right foot. He wanted to go right ways. He knew he couldn't. To have the presence of mind at the time where he's got two defenders in front of him to just put it on his left foot and then dink it over the keeper... In such ease, it was class.
1: So, so, let me ask you this: If you was Arteta and you could buy a central defender and a central midfielder that are realistically acquirable by Arsenal, who do you get? Who do you go for?
0: Central defender.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll try and, for you guys. You, um, it was a bad one because I think you should have gone for Nathan Ake. Um, and that, I, I reckon you guys should have made that move before even Man City got got into it.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to sidebar about Nathan Aki. There's a lot of pundits out there saying it's a bad, bad acquisition for Man City. But they're getting Nathan Aki. They're probably going to get David Alibar from Bayern Munich. So I think Pep's a very, very smart guy. And I know he, he typically plays 4-3-3, right? Yeah. Tivoli. But it's going to turn into 3 when they're attacking. Because if Alaba plays left winger, Nathan Aki is going to basically be that third centre-back that's going to play left-back, while Kyle Walker tucks in. Kyle Walker's tucked in a lot lately. And people are like, oh, Nathan Aki is not up to it. But if they get Alaba, they'll be fine. Because you've basically got a guy that can play two positions. And yeah, we've missed out. So, going back to...
0: Yeah, going back to the central defenders, I think that, the, one, the guys that you need to look at are the ones you can acquire, yeah? Um, so you you should be looking at teams like... What's, I had it in my head right now. All right, so Man City's got, obviously, John Stones might be out. Yeah. He might be sitting on the bench a lot this season. Now, I know it's it's a difficult one, but maybe try and prize him to Arsenal. I don't think that's a bad shout. It's probably not a bad shout. Because he's I a think... ball player, and plus the fact that he's play, he knows Arteta. They know each other, yeah. This is something that Arteta could use to his advantage and get the likes of that kind of player. So he can he'll fill a role and then who else is your centre back there? You know, you that might laugh at David me Duriz. but I like David Dewey's. I like him. I don't know what it is I like him. I think if Arteta can get him to work, he can become a better player than what he is. But yeah, obviously he's not the future. You should even go for that Leicester defender, Su I think he's great. Yeah, but
1: they they want sixty million for him, and that's just crazy. Money. But this is what so Arsenal need to do. do.
0: If Arsenal want to be a top team, they're going to have to start paying up. The board needs to wake up, smell the roses. You guys, yeah, eventually when the fans are back in the clubs, are back on back in the stands, you guys easily what get sixty thousand every every week. Is it sixty thousand? Yeah. So if 60, you get, 000, yeah. yeah, and you've got the highest um price for season tickets. Right, so your season ticket is average about £1,000, something like that. Something crazy. Probably more than that. But yeah. So if you're getting that many people through your doors week in, week out, you've got money coming into that cup. Now, we all yeah, and, what, and what's
1: eventually going to happen is when the players don't get acquired, the fans just need to sit at home and don't go to the games. And that's the way of boycotting Arsenal. And it,
0: it may come to that. But that's what Stan Kroenke needs to go. Because obviously he's an American businessman who wants to sit on that money and then just keep taking the money from the club. Those kind of owners make my blood boil because that's exactly what Gillette and Hicks did with Liverpool many years yep. ago. Yeah, and, now says, got, yeah. and now we've got FSG Group and they're doing... Well, they're, they're still making money. Let's get it straight. They're making money because they're, Ameri- they're American businessmen. That's what they do. But they're making money, but they're spending to make money. And that's how it of works course. in business. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back to that, yeah, but you guys need to spend... So, who's
1: the central defender that's realistic? Come on, man.
0: I said Suyunchi and John Stones.
1: Okay, fair enough. And, and holding midfielder?
0: Holding midfielder. This one is the one that I'm thinking about. Um, again, I can't look past that Ndidi.
1: Yeah, but I like Ndidi. I think Ndidi's a good fit for us. I think
0: he is a good fit for you. But... I think also you've got a couple of players there that can fit, do that role and it's just about Arteta moulding them into it. Um, I remember, I think was it was El Nini? he was playing that role for a couple of games and then he just... He was,
1: yeah. Well, I, I mean, he, he'll be back soon from his loan spell.
0: And see, the thing was, Unai Emery was not the perfect man for your club from the beginning. We saw there was a lot of like tactical changes, he kept on changing the way he wanted to play um, and he never worked. With Arteta, he knows what he wants. So having some of the players that you guys have got, they just need to be moulded into Arteta's way and it can work for you guys. So I would say, again, John Stones, just grab him if you can, mate, if he's sitting there on yeah. the bench.
1: It depends on how much they want, right? Because Soyuncu, £60 million. If well. Soyuncu's 60000000 million, I'm very confident Milan Skinneria from Inter Milan can be bought for that money. Even Koulibaly could probably be obtained for 60, but £65 going go
0: to Liverpool, it. mate. I'll, I, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen no bids. There's no bids yet, but it's going to happen. Liverpool don't, you know, they, they start off slow, don't they? And then, But I, I think Koulibaly could be a Liverpool signing. And Thiago is the one that they're working on right now. Again, yeah. it's looking a bit shaky though for some reason. But let's see.
1: Well, well PSG just uh, came in for him, but apparently yeah. they couldn't agree on terms. So it looks like Liverpool is probably his destination. I would love to see him at Arsenal, but that's not realistic for us because his wages will be stupendously high. I
0: don't know. And, he, and
1: even going back to what you just said, right? So you, you've recommended chu and you've recommended Ndidi. Do you think Leicester would sell two of their better players to us? I, I don't think so. All
0: right, maybe maybe not Soyuncu, yeah? But one of them, maybe not both of them, but one of them can definitely go. Now, it depends on what your priorities are. Would you want Ndidi or would you want Soyuncu? I would say go for Cintu because, you know, Leicester. Let's face it, with Brendan Rodgers, they are always going to be a team that's a nearly team. I can tell you this yeah. now because I, I said this to you um, at the beginning of our one of our first episodes that Leicester's just gonna they're gonna fizzle out towards the end, and that's exactly what they did because Brendan Rodgers. That's what he does. He did that with Liverpool. At the end, he just like, he tinkers so much that it just kind of just disrupts the team in the end. And the problem with him is he's too reliant on his first team all the time. He doesn't make the substitutions in the right times and that burns out players and eventually it just shows at the end. And that's what happened with Leicester.
1: Yeah. You heard the rumour about Ronaldo. If he doesn't win the Champions League with Juventus, he's ready to leave.
0: Well, he's not going to Arsenal and he's not going to Liverpool. (laughs) Where is he gonna go? Back to United? He might. Not that they need him. <laughs> he should just go and. I think he should go to the MLS. Just play Manny,
1: for him. if he goes to the MLS, he comes to DC United. That'll be nice and convenient for me.
0: Well, he won't go to DC United. He's probably gonna to go to somewhere like what's it's it's gonna be one of them like high profile teams, isn't it? So he might be that guy. You know that. David Beckham might game. Uh, what's his name?
1: Inter Miami. Yeah, Inter Miami. Well, I think Beckham wants Luis Suarez. Um, Miami is a very, very uh, attractive city along with LA, but uh, when it comes to, well, there's two teams in LA, right? You've got, are um, well, they for the LA. Who? who? Galaxy, LA... and then you've got LAFC. LAFC, yeah, exactly. They're the new yeah. team. Yeah. Right? So
0: there's, there's two
1: teams in LA. Ronaldo is a fit for LA or Miami in terms of... Uh, his lifestyle, the way he lives. Yeah, but exactly. who knows? I mean, you know, if, if, if the money's right, he can well, end I, up anywhere.
0: Personally, I mean, if I was him, that's what I would look to do now because you're at the stage where he's won it all. There's nothing else that he needs to do in Europe. Yeah? Let's face it. So he might as well just earn big bucks in Miami or LA or wherever they can pay him the most money. Just relax. Have an enjoyable life. You know, yeah. Lampard did it for a little while at NYFC. And then you did, um, Gerard went to LA Galaxy. Yeah. You yeah. had, uh, what's his name? Wayne Rooney go to DC United. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Zlatan to Zlatan. LA Galaxy. I mean, it's you could call it retirement league if you want. I mean, the standard is, I would, like I've said before, just slightly under championship standard football. But
0: I it's enjoy not, it. It's not I, like match, it. I, I like it. It's getting there, though. And you know what? This is what they need, though. And I think it's good to have a league like where, you know, the. There's a lot of um, investment coming from foreign t- um, companies now in the MLS, so they should yep. use that. And some of these players, this is just acquiring because it's all about profile now.
1: Well, do you remember back in the day when the Premier League had like all the foreign restrictions lifted, right? And then yeah. Chelsea went. I think Chelsea like were like one of the first that went and got you know the Vialis and yeah. the Zolas yeah. and Dematas and and that's and then Middlesbrough followed spook, right? Middlesbrough went out. They got Ravaneli, Juninho... And yeah. a couple of the guys, and it was just interesting for us because we're like, wow, we're seeing all this in Serie A where all the top players go, and then now all of a sudden. Now it is normal,
0: now it's the norm, but yeah, yeah in those days it and, wasn't. But, but,
1: but look how much it improved the league, yeah, and that's basically what they're trying to do in MLS. But that's not it was. Other as well.
0: I mean, do you remember the uh, in the 90s when we used to watch Serie A and all the best players were in Serie A? You know, yeah. and AC Milan and Juventus, they had pretty much an Inter had. Well, the best Van
1: Basten, Rijkaard, yeah, all of them.
0: Yeah, they had all these good, you know, top, 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 top players. And we used to watch it and think, we used to love watching that more than the Premier League, let's face it, because... because oh, yeah, definitely. Players. That
1: was literally like watching fantasy football.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like that. And then, yeah, people, you know, people can say a lot about the Italian League where it's a little bit slower. I used to love watching it because I thought it was a tactical battle and which team yeah. comes out on top. It was interesting. But I think the MLS, they can go in that direction where they can actually... You know, it might, it might need to be a little bit slow and tactical. And yeah. where they've got these coaches in America where they get schooled in a certain way of coaching, learning from, you know, Major League Baseball, the NFL. You can get some great coaches from there, mate. You know, because I think... Yeah, potentially. Yeah, cause they... And, you know, Americans are known to have athletes. They're not the most talented of people, but they're just Athletes. Let's face yeah, it. like
1: LeBron James, for example. He could play in the NFL. He could even play in the Premier League. Trust me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why someone should have just gone and tried signing. What's his name? That runner, man. Usain Bolt. He really wants to play football, doesn't he? And he going <laughs> <went> for trials <laughs> with United and all sorts.
1: Yeah, well, he's a big Man United fan, but yeah. Hmm. I, th- I think if, if he could play defence, <laughs> there'd be a few teams that would yeah, yeah, give he could him a shot.
0: But, you know, it's something like that, like that needs to happen, where a high-profile sportsman just decides, you know what, well, I'm going to play in MLS, going to one of the teams, and just attracts attention. It doesn't even have to be, like, a top, 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 you know.
1: Yeah, well, well, you've got, like, over here in the States, you've got a couple of players that, when they came through the draft system, they were eligible for two sports, right? So you've got the Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, was also... He was ready to be drafted in, uh, what's it called, Major League Baseball. You say the same about Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even Patrick even Patrick Mahomes, current Super Bowl champion with the Chiefs, he just bought into the Kansas City Royals because he got paid that insane amount. He got like a, his basically contract is almost half a billion dollars. Yeah. And it's crazy, but we don't really see that too much about like Premier League players, right? That they could be eligible for other sports.
0: Yeah, I mean, in recent times, there was this rugby player that went from football to rugby or something like that. Um, oh, yeah? So that's happened, but it's, it happens more in rugby, to be honest, because they, they venture out a little bit, whereas in the premiership, it's pretty much, you've got to be a footballer or you're not. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: Makes sense.
0: But, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're sidetracking a little bit now, yeah? So, above Hey man,
1: you've got a global audience, you, you've got to outreach a little.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially because I'm talking to someone that's living in, you know, living in the United States, it's always nice to talk about the sports that, you know, go on over there. But, let's go back to
1: current... Oh, hold on, one thing I want to add, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, yeah. he could easily soccer well, soccer, football, obviously I say football on this podcast, but I really good soccer... He could play because, like, even when when he went to Germany last year, he went to meet by those guys. No, they, love him
0: Sorry, I need to interrupt you. It's not soccer. It's football. Please, we don't Fair say, we don't say soccer at all. Sorry, carry on now.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, he's a true athlete. I mean, you've seen him do stupendous things when he played for the Giants.
0: Yeah.
1: And as just going back to your point, these athletes they can probably play multiple sports, especially out here when. We've got four or five big sports that are highly competitive, whereas in England, we're raised, what, football, rugby, cricket, and
0: that's about it. That's about it, yeah. I mean, that. that's the that's the thing about the US and the system, because it's it's all about um, nurturing from college, right? Because my understanding is you get kind of scholarships in it for different sports. Is that right? So, if yes. you want to be a basketball more, player, more or less, yeah. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. I know, I mean, I watch some of these TV shows and there's a lot of scholarship stuff that goes on which you f- you hear about but obviously we you know in the UK they need to look at that system maybe you know so they can bring more people into different sports but anyway the main subject of today is transfers but as you know I know you'd like to follow transfers quite a bit and you've always looked into it so give us your thoughts on what's happening tell us what's going to happen next
1: It's it's, it's dried up a little this week. I mean, obviously, Arsenal are linked with everyone, as always. Uh, Don't really think too much is going to happen on the Arsenal front. Like I mentioned earlier, this is Brazilian defender Diego Carlos that plays for Sevilla. That could happen. Speaking of Sevilla, it looks like Man City are pretty close to getting the winger. Ferran Torres, that looks like a done deal.
0: yes, I heard about
1: that. if If you're someone like Bernardo Silva or Riyad Mahrez, you're like, why are we adding more wingers? That's when you've it it is mind-boggling, yeah. Midfielders,
0: though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how Man City keep adding wingers. they got so many wingers. I think they've got about three wingers in each, exactly. each side. So they've got, like, six wingers in total. Yeah I, yeah, I see their point. that They want to, like, you know, have two teams. But it looks like they're looking to get three teams now or something. I don't, it's just ridiculous. Nah, I think, yeah.
1: And then Man United were talking about... Um, Obviously, getting rid of Chris Smalling. But now, Inter Milan are interested in Chris Smalling. So, they apparently want to do a part exchange to get Milan Skirnia. And Spurs will link with him. Obviously, Spurs are going to be linked with everyone. But the reality is, Spurs don't have money. So, um, what else is going on? Uh, Spurs linked with Troy Deeney, which I found a bit surprising. But it wouldn't wouldn't be a bad move. I mean, you know Harry Kane's going to get injured at some point in the season. So, you put Troy Deeney in for five, ten games. He does the position. Son will play right off him and pick up all the balls that are nodded yeah. down. So, yeah, that could happen. Uh, what else on the Premiership front? and uh, Zaha, Palace are looking to obviously get rid of him. Doesn't seem to be too many takers. I know you mentioned he's a fit for Arsenal, but I don't want to speculate too much on that. Um, as far as Europe goes, Barcelona's president has obviously had a compulsory fit with Arthur. Arthur, as you know, is getting sold to Juventus. But I think his contract got extended up until they knocked out of the Champions League. But right now he's in Brazil and he's refusing to come back to Barcelona. Wow. And and in turn the president has come out and said that they're not signing Neymar this season. With Covid it's just not possible. And you know, that's obviously expected. And even Neymar, I think I've got a funny feeling he'll end up at Real Madrid in a couple of years if they don't get him back maybe.
0: Well I don't, I don't I don't know. I mean with Neymar I think he's 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 just gonna weigh it out because I think he's I've been following PSG quite a bit and he looks pretty happy there now. Yeah, three years. Today, he's actually, I think today marks his three years in, in Paris, so... Yeah, I've, and I think he looks pretty alright because he's the kind of guy that loves not doing much and he hasn't played much yeah. football recently, so he's probably like thinking, well, I'm cashing in now. I'm chilling, I'm alright. Of course now. he's cashing in here, man. He's, looking, he's, he's
1: making so much money that... Yeah. It's just... It's unreal.
0: And the thing is, when he looks around and he's, um, in his team and the kind of players he's playing with right now, I think he he needs to just wait it out because I think PSG are onto something to be honest, and it's only a matter of time. Yeah,
1: he... and the talk about Jadon Sancho's cool down. Apparently, Man United made a sixty million bid, which obviously isn't going to get the deal done because they're looking for almost double of what they've offered. And if I'm Dortmund and I, I get a bid of that amount, I'm just severely disrespected from the offset. So I'm not sure if I really want to do business with a club like that.
0: You know what, Jadon Sancho would be a good fit for many teams in the Premier League.
1: I yeah, maybe teams, but let, let, let's be realistic, right? He'll go to Man he'll he can go to Man United or Liverpool. Um, apparently he wants to go to Liverpool, but is he really going to get in that Liverpool team above Mo Salah or Mane? I'm not sure. I don't think so. So right. yeah, he can go there and win trophies, or does he go to Man United where he's guaranteed a starting spot? Is he though? I think so, yeah. Who, who's going to take Who's going to take He's playing on the right side of that front he plays line. On the right Mason side. Greenwood has had flashes, but may not be the long term solution oh, for what. that.
0: Mason Greenwood all day long.
1: Honestly. No, Mason Greenwood as the front man, because Anthony Martial, you know how he is. It's like a light switch, on and off.
0: Yeah, but when he's on, he's really on. Martial.
1: Yeah, but when he's on, he's on. But think the Man United front three, if you're looking at it from a 4 3 perspective, Rashford on the left, Sancho mm. on the right. And probably Greenwood up front, but then Sancho's been
0: like That's, that as well. He's been very on and off in Dortmund as well. Hence why he didn't start uh, at the beginning of the season many games because obviously he was coming back from an injury as well.
1: Yeah,
0: and on top but of he's, that,
1: he's young, right? So the consistency will come with the game time, learning who he's playing with, etc. But Martial, I, I, think, I think I'm still not convinced with Martial.
0: Yeah, I think, but the, the thing with a lot of the Man United players, yeah, I kind of I don't blame them. Because they were at a stage where, you know, you know the best manager in history of the club left, right? Yeah. And they got replaced by mediocre manager, which was David Moyes, let's be honest. Uh, he's a mid-table team manager. He's coming. He obviously didn't really set the world alight, yeah? And he caused a lot of issues. A lot yeah, that of, was uh, a
1: surprise. I-, I can't believe... that. That's a blunder and a
0: half. That was a blunder, but that was like pretty much... A blunder a little bit
1: that's, that's, that's the equivalent, and, and no disrespect to this player because I really admire him. Sol Campbell being the England manager, that's what that equates to.
0: There you go, and that's what it's like, yeah. And then so he's gone that he obviously then they got Van in and again he came and done a good job for a little while. Then you had Jose Mourinho who won him there. You wait for a cup, was it that they won? But yeah, again, and he finished second, and he finished second, but then after that, we all know what. Mourinho does. First, season, yeah,
1: first season, he gets them up, and then second, third, it's all
0: downhill. He goes downhill. So, can you blame these players? Probably not. Martial just needed an arm around him, saying, "Listen, look, I, I trust you. I trust you. You're going to perform." And Oliguna, when he turned up, obviously they did amazing. They gave him a contract, and once they got the contract, they kind he kind of like had a bad few months where he just basically couldn't win a game for a little while. And it was drawing using yeah. oh
1: there there is one uh, transfer rumor strong transfer rumor uh your guy Raul Jimenez is going to Juventus
0: wow yeah wow that's a good signing for him man
1: and and it's funny because apparently Wolves are already in the process of signing a another no surprise a portuguese forward so with all the guys they've got there that would indicate that Jimenez maybe not necessarily surplus requirement but he's ready to be sold at the right price and I think he's he a good all-round forward especially with the way Juventus want to play as well oh ah,
0: yeah I mean he's kind of, He's the kind of forward yeah, that reminds he's I would say in the next few years he could be in that bracket of where Aubameyang is right now because oh, yeah he, he's the that potential good. Is there. yeah the potential is there and he's shown it the last two seasons anyway how great he is at, he scores goals for fun right um Another one, no one's talking about it. Adama Adam what's happening with him? Is he going anywhere? Or is he just staying put at Wolves?
1: I think he's staying put. I think it's it's cooled down a bit for him because even then, right? We we spoke about some of the top teams. If you if you went to Man United, would he get in the team every week? I don't think so. Liverpool, no chance. Uh, Chelsea, no chance. Maybe Spurs.
0: Maybe he's a beast of a player, or... though, man. When he turns it on, he's bloody unplayable. Yeah,
1: he's another one, right? He's another young player and he's got to get consistent. And that's the key. If if you look at players like, old players like Gerrard, even CR7, Lampard, they were just consistent in yeah. everything they did.
0: No, no, I agree. I mean, but you know, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, there's a lot of people, like a lot of players, that I'll give you, like, Oxlade Chamberlain, for example, yeah? When there was a lot of eyebrows raised when he went from Arsenal to Liverpool, everyone was like, that's yeah. a bad move for him. I, I was happy with for, that
1: 35 yeah, odd
0: million, but uh, yeah, and it, that the thing was, it was like he came to Liverpool and everyone was like, hey, hold on, what are you signing him for? You know, he's, he's not even that great. And I, I looked at it and I thought, well, listen, you know what? We could do with a squad player. But now, he's become even stronger than a squad player because all he, he's got the potential. We know he's a little bit injury-prone, but when that guy plays, he performs. And I, I, and I yeah. think that there's a few players like that that are in the league, and people just don't... Damatroyo is one of them, that when he performs, he just needs to be at a club where he can actually show all his full potential. I think he's, he's one of them kind of players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. But... um. Going back to the transfers, I, I don't really have anything much to report besides what I've mentioned. I think this year it's going to be a little different where transfers, you may not see too many transfers, uh, uh, you I, may actually see the January transfer window more active than the current window.
0: I think it's fair to say that, that that's probably what's going to happen, just purely because if you're not getting fans coming into the clubs, uh, to the stands and stuff, obviously that's a problem because you're not going to get money coming through. And if you're not going and getting money coming through, your first priority is to pay the staff that you got. Correct.
1: And it, and it may not even be January transfer window. Let's, let's you know, fingers crossed that this uh, madness clears up and we actually get the Euros next year. It may just be right after the Euros. Or it could be, you know, do you remember how, I think, who is it? Patrick Berger and Karol Poporski for the Czech Republic. Yeah. The first couple of games, those two were really, really performing, right? Yeah. And the foods came in from Liverpool and Man United respectively. And they, they the signed t- up.
0: While the tournament was still going on, I still remember exactly. Liverpool bidding Now, had they had
1: waited three or four more games, they would have paid 25, 30, 40% more easily.
0: Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, I remember when we got um, Patrick Berger, I was I was buzzing at that time. I think it was uh, 96 or something like that it was? Yeah, correct, 96, yeah. And I, I said to myself, whoa, we just got some top player here, yeah? And... It turned out to be a pretty decent player after all, and then he obviously went on to other clubs. But um, yeah, it's going to be one of them situations, Bab. And also, what I think is going to happen this year, personally, a lot of clubs are going to have to look into their, you know, their academy players. Yeah, um, absolutely. Jurgen Klopp's already started doing that. You know, bringing signing long term contracts with Nico Williams and Curtis Jones. You know, that was a statement in himself, a statement by him to say, listen. We don't need to worry about signing. We've got some top-level players in our own account. Absolutely, and
1: you've got to bring the young players through. And, and that you know that obviously helps with the fan relationship and
0: exactly. getting your
1: season ticket holders to re-sign, etc. It's all good and well going and courting all these uh, world superstars, but you, you need to take care of the talent that you have. And I, mean, I think the Man City have somewhat done that with Phil Foden as an example. Obviously, you guys have done that. We've done that. But there aren't too many teams really doing that because they're all trying to go out and buy... Established players, well, but when You know, and, and just just a sidebar a sec. Like, look at teams like West Ham. They've got a great academy, right? Yeah, well, decent. They, if they if they're well decent compared to some of the others, right? Yeah. But if they had kept some of those players instead of selling them off, and I get it, they have to sell these players off to make ends meet. Where would they potentially be now? Southampton's another one that's got a great academy and has always sold, whether it's Theo oh. Walcott, Lalana. Oxley, chamberlain whoever, Sadio Mane, well, Sadio Mane didn't come through the academy, but, again, just my point, they just have to sell, but if they can avoid doing that.
0: I think Liverpool bought, what, seven players off them, six or something like that? Crazy. Crazy, innit? It
1: so, is. so basically, Southampton is the feeder club for Liverpool, just like Arsenal is for Barcelona and Man City.
0: Fair enough, innit? That's how it works. And, well, and,
1: uh, and West Ham for Chelsea, it's a, Funny situation we're in
0: Yeah, uh, but look, you know, I think teams like you know Chelsea—they've shown that when they were in a transfer embargo, they used their youngsters and look what's happened to them. They did all right. Yeah, and,
1: they, and they've done okay. There's, you know, he, I know he's not really happy with things right now, but the reality is, he needs to buy some central defenders. And I think you mentioned was it last week or the week before that? Sometimes English managers are a bit technically inept or naive. Yeah. Especially in game, and and the, he didn't really have anyone on his bench to come in in the game and you know act as the central defender.
0: Yeah, but at, at the same time, I do think that he will learn from his you know mistakes and his uh, over time he's going to learn what changes he needs to make anyway and how. And I suppose again the transfer he still needs to because he's he's quite fortunate. He's got Jody Morris right, who's managed. Uh, the academy team previously, so he yeah. knows the players inside that. And Jody would be able to tell him, listen, look, we got this guy that can do this job for now and whatever. Obviously, they got money and they got an untold amount of money to do whatever they want. So they're in a different category to most teams anyway. But I think right now, I think you're right. This year, it's going to be more about people just sustaining the clubs, especially with the likes of, you know, leads who are coming up the ranks they're going to be doing that definitely. They're, they probably won't have the money anyway. Um, and um, is the other team coming? West Brom, is it?
1: West Brom, yeah. Speaking of that, obviously, uh, the final is on Tuesday, Brentford and uh, Fulham. I think last week you mentioned you would probably go, you're going with Fulham, right?
0: I like Fulham, but Brentford look good though,
1: yeah. I, I'm, so, what's your prediction? You're going with Brentford or Fulham?
0: Fulham because they've been there before.
1: I'm going with Bradford but I think if Mitrovic plays, it could be a different story.
0: Mitrovic is... Uh, 50-50. If he plays, they win. That's hands down. That guy's a beast of a goal, goal scorer, man. He scores every yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting league and it's just goes to show that this year, totally 2020, in, my, in the history of life, yeah, it's always going to be remembered as the COVID year. No doubt about it's it. Fun, it's funny, uh, fantasy
1: football, I won in the COVID year, I was nervous, man, I was like 200 points clear, and I eventually won, so I guess COVID turned out okay for you and I on, I guess, different levels.
0: Yeah, I mean, COVID's the year you won your, was it 14th FA Cup? Yeah, 14th. astonishing amount of FA Cup status, you know. Who's the closest team? Man United, is it, or Man City? Man, man United with
1: twelve. And that, the thing that I really enjoy, and I know all the Tottenham listeners that are listening, they're going to hate this. Because of us winning the FA Cup, Tottenham have to go to the Europa League playoffs. And wouldn't it be funny if some random team with a bunch of part-time players knocked them out?
0: I can and see that. You're, I can see and that then happen.
1: your fine Mourinho could get fired that day.
0: Well, I can see that happening. Because at the moment, the way things are with Tottenham, they... It's, it's quite obvious and quite evident. You know, the hierarchy. are not very happy with Jose Mourinho. Because Mourinho is very, how can I put He's not media friendly. And that's one of the biggest problems. He's, he's not. And, and he takes too many digs
1: at the board. It's, yeah. it, you don't need to keep talking about, oh, we don't have money to spend. He's very articulate in how he does it, but that's also going to end up being his downfall at some point. It's not like
0: they don't know what he's talking about. You know, Daniel Levy is a very clever man, Right yeah you know, he's he's obviously a very astute businessman as well he's he's listening to this guy and he's thinking, you know what he's not media friendly we want to be a top level club where they want to attract sponsors yeah they want to attract you know big money coming into the clubs and sponsors are a big you know part of the whole business model now and you can see with the likes of liverpool Arsenal you know man United they have like you know sponsors everywhere now right yeah and when you've got a guy like this, he's not media friendly, it obviously makes a big difference because these sponsors are probably looking at and thinking, this guy is just, you know, I don't want to be part of this club. They're not showing a good example of no, a football ab- sport. Ab- absolutely. And, and then not just
1: that, I think the big reason why they brought him in is, it's, it's not because he's a magician and he was going to get them into top three, top four position. It's because they were thinking,
0: he's a big name. And
1: again, pre-COVID that they're going to sell the club. You have someone like Mourinho, and you've got new people coming on board to potentially vet the club. Okay, you've got a decent manager in place. We're not really going to have to worry about that. We know that if you give him money, which will come from a new investment, he will go out and he'll pluck out a few different players and bull. Yeah, He'll turn that team around for a couple of years. And then we know the downfall that will come with it. But then what about Newcastle? I told you, you asked me last week if you think that deal was going to happen. And I said, I don't think so. And turns out it didn't happen. It didn't happen,
0: yet. I'm yeah. I'm so happy it didn't happen. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. I'm, for them, I'm unfortunate really. for them, but the reality is, yeah. I I think for me, I like to see a club, you know, come up with you know in merits, yeah. So like a little bit like I don't what Man City did, I don't agree with it, and what Chelsea did, I don't agree with it. And to a certain degree, even Liverpool, we with FSG group, it kind of changed things a little bit, but it wasn't in the level of Man City, Chelsea and then now, if you listen, have Newcastle what, what
1: Liverpool did is, is, is pretty normal where they'll yeah. go and buy a player or two each season Man City and Chelsea literally bought their damn teams PSG, same thing
0: yeah, and that's why I don't agree with it and, if, and imagine if Newcastle came with no, not, no real history it's, it's this, yeah, you know, they're going to come and then they're going to just buy like, the likes of Mbappe and crazy players like that yeah? and you're going to see them winning the league for the next four or five years well, I've, well I've got an idea. Any, anyone that's listening from the Middle
1: East and whoever's disheartened by this Newcastle deal falling apart, reach out to those people from Saudi, let them know Stan Kroenke will sell Arsenal for the right price. We need that money. Turn <laughs> this club around.
0: I don't agree with that. But anyway, you can get rid of I'm Stan Kroenke. I'm, I'm
1: just dreaming here, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad shout for you. I mean, at least you guys got history um, of some sort, you know? having Newcastle come and get some investment like that, it would just be, I would actually stop watching Premiership football because it would just be not worth it, you know, when you've got teams like Man City come up and out of nowhere, right, yeah, they're doing the right things for Manchester right now, where Man City, where they've got these training facilities and bringing their academy teams up, players up and stuff, yeah, that's fine, but what Newcastle is going to do is what Chelsea did, and Chelsea yeah. actually are the real reason why I sometimes don't like the Premiership because they have, literally, they can play five teams. That's how many players. There was a period when they had like about 40, 50 players out on loan. Ridiculous. Yes, yeah, crazy. And During
1: the Mourinho time. And it's funny, like here in the US when I'm walking around, it's pretty normal to see like a United, Arsenal, Liverpool, we say Jersey, Tops but then you see the Man City and Chelsea fans, and then you just talk to them. Oh, when did you become a Man City fan? Oh, a couple of years ago. I'm like,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like the Barcelona fans in England, isn't it, really? And the Real Madrid fans. But yeah. The, the, the reality is that, yeah. Uh, uh, funny you say that, actually. I was I, I went for a run in the park today, and I met a little, saw a little kid kicking the ball around, and he was wearing a... What was that team? He was wearing a Man City top. I go, oh, yeah. Right. You support Man City? He goes, yeah. I got. Didn't I see you last year wearing a Man United top? He goes, yeah. Forget Man United now. I'm a City fan. <laughs> I that serious. That's, that's hilarious. Like literally, like the same because obviously he's in my neighbourhood, so I know him from before. So I saw him used to wear a Man City, a Man United top. But yeah. All of a sudden, he's Man City now. But this is what you're going to see though right now. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, having said that, it's been a great season once again, and it's all come to an end now. But we've got only six weeks before the new season starts.
1: I, ho- I hope it's actually going to start on time because apparently Lampard had a bit of a tantrum in the media, saying, "Oh, it's not enough time for us to get ready." Blah 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 blah.
0: There's Lampard. Let can...
1: me ask you. Let me ask you this. Obviously, you live in England, and, and I'm sure bring other sports into it as it's a football podcast, but. Obviously, the football over here is NFL. And I don't know if they've been showing it over there in terms of media coverage. There are so many players opting out for the 2020 season. Is that something that has been discussed by certain players out there? I know it happened before Project Restart, right, where players were a bit iffy. I know Trodini was one of the most vocal. But do you think that might happen in England?
0: I think we're not. So the thing is, there hasn't been much talk about that at oh, all, to be honest. Everyone's happy to play. Obviously, Chelsea have a you know reason why because they've had two major players get injured in the FA Cup final. It's unfortunate for them, but I'm sure they can work it out for themselves.
1: Well, it will technically be one because my understanding is Pedro is out of contract anyway. So though. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, three places, yeah.
0: but Pedro's gone anyway. He's going to Roma, so I don't know what's going to happen about now. Yeah. But yeah, having said that, yeah. Uh, there hasn't been much talk about it. Maybe the media is not really showing it. But in my in my my opinion, from what I've seen, obviously you had a certain percentage of players that were being unsure about it. But once the season started, they all got on with it, and it was pretty all right. Um, and we, I think they've managed, the Premier League have managed the situation very well, where they've tested every single time, and it's all been all right. And not many, not not many people, players were positive out of it. So it was good in terms of yeah. You know, the results were good and everyone got on with it. It Safety was first. Um, They were looking initially of getting fans back in by October, early October, but maybe that might be delayed. You know, I'm not too fussed, but I think the Premier League can't be delayed anymore. There's any more delay is this going to be a knock-on effect for another year? And we don't need that. I think they can get it sorted.
1: Yeah, but, but going back to like the players sitting out, there's there's been no rumours on any sort Nothing. of high-profile players talking about sitting out. Not See, that. over here, it's, it's crazy. Because in England, what you can go from what London to Manchester, essentially, it's, it's yeah. a four-hour drive, right? Yeah. Whereas here, you've got these NFL teams. And remember, the teams, when they're travelling, it's not just... The, there's 53 players on the roster, plus all the coaches. So there's maybe... A, hundred odd people traveling and they're going from East coast to West coast, which is a six hour flight. And then maybe they're going from like East coast where COVID is a little less of an issue compared to California, as an example.
0: Yeah. I mean, the problem you guys have in America right now, there's a, obviously there's a lot of distrust from what I see from the outside. There's a lot of distrust with the government. there, Obviously. Big time. They don't trust Donald Trump. Now over here, We've kind of been, it was a little bit like that at the early stages, but where Boris Johnson's come out and kind of said, said look, let's be alert, and he's starting to let things roll through a little bit. He's quite pro-housing, uh, and he's helped out where Rishi Sonak, and uh, what's his name? Chancellor. Chancellor, yeah, that's right. He's come out and he's given a lot of incentives to restaurants, giving 50% off, and he's helping them out. Has obviously helped out the housing market by giving the stamp, you know, raising the stamp duty threshold. So yeah, over here things are a little bit more, let's say, coming towards normality. Although there are certain parts of the country where in Lancashire they've got a bit of a mini lockdown going on, and Yorkshire or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: so surely if that continues, and you look at Lancashire, obviously you've got you know both Manchester clubs. you've got exactly. Burnley, That's going to have a knock. Leads even that's going to have a knock-on effect on the Premier League, right?
0: Yeah, but I think that's, by the time that gets sorted, it, it, I think it was for an immediate situation. And the reason why is, obviously, there's a lot of ethnic minorities living in those areas. And where we had Eid come up at the recent times, obviously, this was their way of kind of saying, I mean, this is just something that I'm just thinking out of my head, that what happens in Eid is, obviously... They just wanted to
1: prevent people gathering for gathering. that purpose. So they
0: said, stop going to people's houses. That's all they've done. The Shops and everything still remains open. But they just said you yeah. can't visit other people. That was to just prevent that stuff from happening because Asian families like to go to each other's houses to eat and all that. And there's not gonna be face masks and social distancing at all when that when that happens. So obviously they wanted to just prevent yeah. that situation. It it totally makes sense. It made sense. And I think this is only gonna be for about a week and a half, two weeks and it will go back to normal. So we got what, six weeks left. So I don't think that's gonna be affected. Um you're, the situation in America is that obviously you've got the highest numbers in the world
1: it's, now. It's, it's, it's insane, man. So and it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And at the end of the day, like a lot of these NFL players, the, these are high-profile players making 10 to 12, 15 odd million a year and they're sitting out. So, And at the end of the day, I can respect them for that. Obviously, some of them have got newborn kids in their household. So you're not going out to play... You know, oh, yeah. 16 17 games and then you're all over the country and you may potentially bring it back
0: absolutely I mean that, that's the situation and where America's got this problem um yeah so it's just gonna have to they're just gonna have to just work it out and maybe cancel the league who knows but yeah that's
1: probably going to happen hopefully it doesn't happen in the Premier League or la liga or wherever but fingers crossed everything works out.
0: No worries, Bab. We're, we're out of time now, Bab. So thank you very much for coming on podcast and hopefully we'll have to catch up again soon. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.